0: What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. You know the deal. They're part of our family. We're part of their family. And if you want to be a part of the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, you got to check out Green Mountain Dental. We've had several listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental and Give us fantastic reviews of their experience over there. And on top of that, not only do you get to talk Colorado sports with them, get a family type of dentistry, but if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's right. You'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. So check them out. Supporting our partners is supporting us. They're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver. And make sure to schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam to get that free Sonicare toothbrush from our Friends Over at Green Mountain Dental. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show.
1: Number one for the one and only. Brew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us.
0: VR Broncos podcast on this wonderful Wednesday. I'm your host, Zach Stephen, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. And before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online, because now is the time to apply and register for classes for the spring semester over at MSU. And MSU Denver Online is offering free application fees to any and all students. That's $0 for your application fee right now. And it doesn't matter if you're looking to get your undergraduate, graduate, or take on Online classes. Use the code DNVR Sports to waive your application fee to go and get an education while continuing to live your life over
2: at MSU Denver Online. My boy Mace, what's going on, my friend? I'm just kind of blown away today. It's going to be a 72 degree day here on December 1st in Denver, Colorado. I mean, I I it's it's absolutely nuts. I mean, it, we've gone from years where fall never came to this being the year that fall never ends. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, Mace, I uh I would typically as a kid always wear shorts in December regardless of the weather, and I would hmm. get a lot of weird looks. Now there's no weird looks with me wearing shorts in
2: December. I I can do it and uh and not be judged. I mean, this is, this is nuts. I'm like, okay, where, what's the other shoe that's going to drop? Are we going to be getting snow on Memorial Day? It, it, something like <laughs> probably that, probably
0: something like that. Maybe Mace. Maybe the other shoe that's going to drop is the Denver Broncos upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs because, boy, this is this is the latest seventy-degree day in probably decades. And man, it feels like we have not had a Broncos win over the Chiefs in decades. I know it's only been what six years? Yep, six years since that. But boy, it feels like forever.
2: It, it does, and in fact. You go, you have to go. It does feel like forever, even though you only have to go back to 2015. And in terms of December wins, which is, of course, a real big thing and is relevant for this game, the Broncos are three and 19 in Kansas City in December. Uh, the one time uh, recently, or the most recent time, I should say, that the Broncos beat the Chiefs was back in 2013. It was eight years ago today. That was the No Sean Moreno. Tears game, and I don't have it in front of me, but I believe the temperature that day in Kansas City, Zach, was in the 60s and it was lovely. So and maybe isn't this that, is, isn't
0: that what this, it's gonna be this week?
2: It's not gonna be quite that warm, but I think if for a night game in Kansas City, we saw in you know in November of 2014 how it can be particularly brutal uh in terms of cold. Although the Broncos won that game that was on November 30th because uh they had Peyton Manning and CJ Anderson that night. But This coming Sunday night, Zach, I'm looking at my little weather app here. Kickoff temperature in Kansas City, forecast to be 51 degrees on Sunday night. I mean, you will take that and say thank you for a night game in December in KC. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, absolutely will and uh, Mace maybe that allows the Broncos offense to pick up some steam in Kansas City and before we get to our whiteboard to break down just exactly what the Broncos need to do to beat the Kansas City Chiefs today Mace of course this hump day got even better this morning with some big time news Pat Sertan named AFC Defensive Player of the Week Mace forget Rookie of the Week for Pat Sertan he's just straight up the AFC Defensive Player of of the week with his incredible two-pick performance, a pick six, and just stealing the headlines once again.
2: Yeah, I mean, no surprise. If he had not gotten AFC defensive player of the week, I think you, you need to call for a revote on that. If if you don't get that when you have two picks and one of them is a pick six and it clinches the and it clinches the game. And I know I've heard a few strange critiques about oh well anyone could have gotten that Pick well, you know, went right to him. Blah blah blah. Hey, you know, every defensive back when they make plays, sometimes it's being in the right place at the right time. But you've also got to you got to judge the ball, make a quick reaction. And we've seen so many dropped interceptions from Broncos defenders over the years. And here's Pat Sertan coming. Pat Sertan and Justin Simmons are the guys that don't drop them. That do that that do complete their plays on the ball. And, th- and that is a skill that counts for something. It's why Justin Simmons is a is a pro bowler and got a big contract. And it's why Pat Patrick Sertan maybe he's going to come next in terms of pro bowlers and getting guys getting a big contract.
0: Well, and Mace, you're referring to his second pick, which he took to the house that kind yeah. of fell in his lap. The first one, a lot of people wanted to say, Oh, it's such a bad throw by Justin Herbert. Yes, that's correct. It was a bad throw, but He did the right thing the whole time by keeping his eyes on Justin Herbert, because if he's watching the receiver that whole time, that pass probably just falls incomplete because it was that bad of a pass. But he did a great job of putting himself in the position to make the play on a really bad throw, just keeping his eyes locked in on Justin. So... Yeah, I completely agree. There, there, there were some things that fell his way, but he was in the right place. And that's what happens when when, when a quarterback's rarely going to throw your way. You're going to have to get lucky. You're going to have to be in the right position. Set yourself up in order to get those plays. Because Mace, Patrick Mahomes may not be throwing at Pat Sertan's way many times. He may instead say, you know what? I'm going to take my chances with Ronald Darby. I'm going to take my chances with Kyle Fuller. I'm going to go in the middle. I'm going
2: to stay away from number." Well, we've already seen teams throw at Kyle Fuller. I mean, Justin Herbert threw at Fuller nine times and completed eight mm-hmm. passes. So I do think maybe that is coming in terms of how teams uh, and how quarterbacks look at the Broncos and who they choose to go against. But the you old know, cliche, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. And Pat Sertan was prepared. He made, he made a quick reaction on the first pick, made a great read on the ball when it came in short, and... Took advantage of the opportunity and really, uh, and and actually, I believe that that first interception in the end zone uh, when Justin Herbert was short on ESPN that meant, I believe, a nine point nine percent increase in the Broncos' chances of, of winning with that play alone.
0: How about that? And what Pat did was he took away a a touchdown when the Chargers were driving, and then, of course, he scored his own touchdown right there. That's all you need to know. That's a 14-point swing in the game, and it wasn't even close. I mean, the Broncos didn't even need that to win the game, but that just took it to where the Broncos blew the doors off of the Chargers. And Mace, let's jump into our whiteboard to see what the Broncos need to do to maybe not blow the doors off the Chiefs, but beat the Chiefs for the first time in 11 games and before we hop into the whiteboard just want to kind of give a breakdown of the Kansas City Chiefs because you're going to see a lot of numbers about the Chiefs and there's some things that are going to be a little uh, let's just say uh, some things that aren't going to be exactly true about what the chiefs are right now mace they're averaging 25 and a half points per game they're ninth uh in the league in scoring so a good scoring offense very good scoring offense but they are not the powerhouse that they have been the past few years with since andy or since patrick mahomes took over on defense they're the thirteenth best scoring defense in the NFL, giving up twenty two point seven points per game. And you'll say, okay, so they're they're an average defense. Well, not exactly. That number doesn't really tell the whole story. They were an awful defense the first six games of the season. Mace, they gave up thirty 33- three or they give up 29 points, 36 points, 30 points, 30 points, 38 points through the first five games of the season. They were giving up over 32 and half points per game. Terrible. They were the worst defense in the league since. It's unfortunately been a much, much different story. Since week six, they're giving up 13 points, 27 points, 17 points, 7 points, 14 points, and 9 points. They're on a four-game win streak right now. Mace, on that four-game win streak, The Kansas City Chiefs are giving up an average of 11 points per game. That is very scary. So, and then on the flip side, though, you look at it, and in that four-game win streak, the Kansas City Chiefs offense, it's not like they started slow and took off. In fact, they've kind of actually taken a step back since when they started really hot. In their past four games, they are tw- they've scored 20 points, 13 points, 41 points, and 19 points. So the Kansas City Chiefs offense, the explosive ability is absolutely still there. We saw it just a couple of games ago when they went for 41, and no one's going to say that Patrick Mahomes is out and bad. In fact, he's started to improve his play, although the offensive numbers aren't necessarily there. But... But what we've seen this Chiefs team right now is a team with a good offense, and it's a team with a fantastic defense.
2: And this defense, it's it's playing at an even higher level than it was a couple of years ago when they won when they won Super Bowl fifty four. And the thing that made the difference for them that transformed the team from just a, an aerial circus that could that that could. Turn the, the scoreboard into an exploding scoreboard like the old Houston Astro back in the day. What turned it from, from just that to being a complete team was the defense really stepping up in the middle of that season. The Broncos were actually there at kind of the beginning of that in 2019 when the Chiefs held them to six points in that Thursday night game and pulled away despite losing Patrick Mahomes to injury and having to put uh, Matt Moore in there uh, midway through the game. And now, and we're seeing shades of that again with their defense. The big difference, of course, is, is uh, you know Chris Jones being able to do what he does best and work from the inside. Uh, credit to the Chiefs for bringing in uh, Melvin Ingram to, to bolster the edge. He's been transformative. And also, when you've got a defensive coordinator like Steve Spagnuolo, who's a good problem solver and can figure things out on the fly, well, he's doing it again here. I mean, this this Chiefs team. Don't get caught up in their record. Don't get caught up in their early losses. This is looking like a team that may well have that Super Bowl equation again, I hate to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the, the good news is, is their offense, I don't want to discount their offense too much because it's still potentially very lethal, but it is an offense that can be slowed down. So, Mace, without further ado, let's get into our whiteboard. And first one. Flag day would be a
2: good day. Mace, tell me what this is about. Okay. I I always like to see who the referee is in, in each game. Okay. This game is going to be officiated by a crew led by Carl Sheffers. First of all, Chiefs fans probably shudder a little bit at Carl Sheffers because he was the referee in Super Bowl 55 in Tampa last February. But Carl Sheffers, the significance of him is he is calling more penalties. His crew is calling more penalties than anybody else in the league right now on a per game basis mm, boy, and not what we want to hear it's not what you want to hear in terms of game flow and it's certainly not what you want to hear in terms of in, in terms of the chiefs because if you look at at, at the game i'm looking at total penalties not just penalties against the chiefs but penalties against both teams when there are 12 or fewer penalties called in the game and patrick mahomes starts the chiefs are 23 and 4 13 to 16 penalties 14 and 4 so the winning percentage drops 17 or more penalties the Chiefs are 13 and 7 obviously that's still a winning record that's that's still playing 650 ball but that's a lot better than your chances of 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 w- w- when they have 12 or fewer penalties and they're 23 and 4 so the so and this is again not just penalties against the Chiefs but penalties against both teams combined and so it's one of those things where penal, the penalties kind of slow the fl- the flow of the of, of the game down in Kansas City doesn't want to see that. So Carl Sheffers officiating this game is actually an advantage for Denver.
0: Man, Broncos fans will be pulling their hair out if there's tons of penalties in this game, and people will be freaking out. But like you said, Mace, maybe there's a a silver lining, or maybe a yellow lining to all of the flags on the field
2: maybe 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 they're just maybe it's the yellow maybe it's yellow flags in there they're trimmed in orange for this game (laughs) it's an orange lining on the yellow
0: yes i would love that next one on this whiteboard ain't no lie baby bye 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 and of course not just not just a a great (laughs) throwback to an in sync song but what i'm talking about is the kansas city chiefs are really good coming off buys. And now Vic Fangio was asked about uh, Andy Reid being so good coming off buys. He was asked about this on Monday, and Vic said, oh, that's probably the case around the league. Probably everyone's better coming off buys. And he's Vic's probably true, right about that. But, Mace, Andy Reid is historically good. And let's just look at what he's done with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, since Mahomes has started, the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid are 7-0. and Coming off buys in the regular season and postseason included undefeated. That is more than just being really good. That is being undefeated. That is incredible. So. I'm not just saying that to scare you. I'm saying that because I think that means the Chiefs are gonna be ready to come out to play. They're not going to be slow or they're not gonna be off to a slow start. They're not gonna be rusty. So you need to punch them in the mouth first. Now we're gonna get to running the ball and the importance of that, but I'd like to see the Broncos try to take a big shot early in the game to slow down that momentum. To 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 instead of the Chiefs punching you first coming off their bye, you're the one punching the
1: Chiefs.
0: the fast start by the Broncos. And of course, everyone wants to see a fast start, but I think they get this fast start by trying one or two big-time plays to start this game.
2: Yeah, I think they should. And, and I the best way to do that is going to be using play action. Be, so if the Chiefs come out and they stack the box understandably so given what we've seen from Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, that, that finally being the bread and butter, the Broncos have finally found offensive bread and butter. It didn't involve Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. If they stack the box to do that, that's where you've got to have it in mind in the, in the script that, that Teddy can check the play action and tell him, take some shots over the top downfield. Take the shot to Cortland Sutton off play action. If you've got a stack box and you can get him one-on-one, take advantage of that. And look, even if it doesn't hit, don't, don't worry. There's trust your game plan. Trust what you are. There's, it's a 60 minute game. You're going to have other, other chances, but I would love to see them to, to see them try that early. Kind of the thing with, you mentioned the chiefs unbeaten after the bye with a, uh, uh are they unbeaten after the buy with Reed or Mahomes or Mahomes a quarterback? What did you say? Yep. In
0: the Mahomes era it, So yeah. with, with Mahomes as his quarterback.
2: Yeah. Cause like the, th- one of the things that kind of uh, led to this post and legend was back in Philadelphia. The first two teams that he had that were sub 500 were 99 and 2006. So he's had bad teams. What did they do? They won after the buy. Mm, <laughs> and in fact, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, it was the 06 eagles when they or the 05 the, the 05 eagles pardon me they went 6 and 10 after they went to the super bowl and the team that they beat after the bye was a very good charger team so there they're, even bad eagle bad andy reed teams play well after the bye you've got to expect the, their best it's it's part of it is he's just a really good game planner and yeah. that's why he's, he's in year 23 as a, as a head coach. So the, the other, the, that's why I would also expect the Eagles to have, or the chiefs, pardon me, to have a game plan that really go, that really goes in line at attacking the Broncos strengths. I think they will try to force Teddy Bridgewater to throw.
0: Yep. Yep, I, I absolutely think so, too. And Mace, we saw a fantastic game plan from Vic Fangio this past week. He is going to have to have that good of a game plan this week to give the Broncos a chance in order when when the Chiefs try to punch it first, the Broncos' defense is going to have to punch back. And Mace, before we get further in this whiteboard, let's hit a super chat that just came in from Jelly. says, realistic options for starter and backup quarterback in 2022 upcoming season. Hashtag DNVR squad. Thank you so much for rolling with us, Jelly. Jelly. And what I'll say, Jelly, is we'll answer this right now, but if you want a really in-depth answer, why not check out yesterday's pod? You can find that anywhere that you find podcasts. Just look up Broncos. We'll be the first one that pops up there. And we really talked about this in the second segment. But essentially, I think a realistic option for the Broncos starting quarterback next year is Teddy Bridgewater with the backup being
2: a first round pick. Yeah, I'll I'll even go specific. I would say Teddy Bridgewater, if I were betting on a single potential outcome at quarterback for the Broncos next year, I would say Teddy Bridgewater is the starter, and Kenny Pickett, currently at Pitt, is the backup.
0: I love it. And, and, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, when we say that, it probably gives a lot of Broncos fans chills down their spine. They're like, no! But then we say the uh, first-round backup or Kenny Pickett, uh, I think they say, oh okay, I can get behind that plan.
2: Well, well, that's the, of course. And this is what they should have done years ago, right? I mean, you go back to 2018. People would have been fine with Case Keenum if you'd handcuffed him with Josh Allen.
0: That yeah, would have been exactly. like great. Big yeah. time. Man, that would have been a world of difference for Aww. sure. And Mace, the Chiefs certainly should not be sleeping on the Broncos, but something they should be sleeping on is the Snooze Sleep oh, Mattress, the Snooze Flip over with our friends at Snooze Sleep. And what the Snooze Flip is, it's the most universal mattress on the planet. You can customize your sleep experience to fit your needs. What What it is, is it's a four in one mattress. One side of the bed is firm, one side of the bed is soft. The and they have uh, a, a, a cover, a reversible cover with one side that's cool and one side that's hot so you can mix and match whether you want cool uh, and soft whether you want hard and hot you can mix and match that with the Snooze Flip and here's an awesome thing about our friends over at Snooze they're a Colorado company, Colorado based and you guys know how important it is to support local, you can do that with our friends over at Snooze at Snooze Mattress so you can go to SnoozeSleep.com to Get your straight door and they're hooking DNVR uh, listeners up. If you use the code DNVR over at Snooze Sleep, you will get $250 off a queen mattress and $250 off an adjustable base. That's a savings of $500, and if you get a king, they'll double it. You'll get $500 off that mattress and $500 off the adjustable base for savings up to $1,000. So check them out over at snoozesleep.com and use that code DNVR to get the comfiest and most versatile
2: mattress out there also first of all, when you said all the, the stuff about the hot side hot cold side cold you're probably too young to remember this but older listeners may remember a mcdonald's burger that advertised itself being in two compartments so the hot part stayed hot and the cold part stayed cold so i'm wow. thinking of like a, as you're talking about the snooze, i'm thinking about the mcdlt a short-lived commercial you should if you youtube if you look up the mcdlt ad on youtube you'll find George Costanza, Jason Alexander singing about the burger, but I digress. If you do get a stew's mattress, you're going to get a good night's sleep. And if you work at Ball, you'll have a great job, but they'll keep you busy, so you're going to want that good night's sleep. Of course, people are what make Ball special. People at every level come in to work each day and give 100% to accomplish goals, including making over 101 billion aluminum cans like this one, In my hand here. And production technicians play a big role in making those cans. Uh, So, in Golden, Ball is looking for production technicians. This position is on the front line of the aluminum beverage can production process at Ball's plants. You'll make $27.39 an hour to start with potential for salary increases at six, 12, and 18 months. On the job, if you're a production tech, you'll get exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant too, because it touches on the other stages of production, including making aluminum cans and ends. Production techs are responsible for machine adjustments on high-speed production equipment, and they're a huge part of production in both in quality and in meeting operational goals for volume. But if you're a production tech at Ball, like I mentioned, you're going to get the the potential for wage increases pretty quickly after you're on the job. But you can move on to other roles in operations and in management. You'll get comprehensive insurance active on the day of hire, 401k for retirement, stock purchase ownership program, and even potential for an annual bonus. All these come with working for a great company like Ball. So if you want to get in and become a production technician, change your career a little bit, they're looking for a lot of people over at Ball in Golden. Go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or text Golden to 77222. That's jobs.ball.com. Search for Golden or text Golden to 77222 to apply for one of the production tech jobs over at Ball and be unstoppable at Ball.
0: And Mace, there's no better place to watch the game this week than over at the DNVR bar. We're going to have a huge, huge party watching the Broncos take on the Chiefs. So if you're in the Denver area, heck, if you want to come in to the Denver area for this game, come and stop by the bar. It's going to be packed because, of course, the Broncos can be in first place in the FC. We're going to have all the Breck brews you could dream of, and, man, we're going to have a party. Stop in a little early. We're going to be doing the the digital tailgate uh, starting right around 5, so you can come in, watch that to get yourself ready for the game at 6.20. So make sure to check out the bar, not just during the game, but this entire week where of course we have a great happy hour from three to six every single day so if you're in town stop by the bar this week and make sure to come to our huge watch party this week all right mace let's get back into the whiteboard and next one is play kc keep away
2: yeah these next two uh keys are going to be, be hand in hand this is simply about about shortening the game, having long drives, keeping Kansas City's offense off the field. And, yes, we talked about how this is a team that's got a better defense than, than it has had in recent years. But there's a magic number involved. There's always a magic number involved. Opponents that hold the ball for 34 minutes against the Chiefs in a, reg, in a regulation game, 34 minutes when Patrick Mahomes starts. If you do that, guess what? you've got a 9 and 3 record against the mm. chiefs when Patrick Mahomes starts if you hold the ball for at least 34 minutes that's that that is a key number the broncos that plays right into the type of game they want to play anyway yes you want, to have the, you want to have the deep shots, but if you have those deep shots early, you know what's going to happen is Kansas City is going to have to take somebody out of the box, and then you're going to be able to do what you want to do, which is give a heavy dose of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon on the ground and to keep that clock tick, 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 ticking down and limit the opportunities for Mahomes to do his magic on offense.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Mace, this is a, the formula we saw the Broncos take when they beat the Cowboys. I mean, D- Dak Prescott, he had so few opportunities when he was on the field because the Broncos dominated time of possession that he just he felt like he had to, to, to had to put the team on his back. And, man, was he off. The Broncos are going to need that exact same formula on the offensive side of the ball in order to just really not let uh, Patrick Mahomes get into a groove. Uh, and the defense is going to have to do a good job, of course, limiting him as well. But if the offense is able to keep him on the side, that's going to be huge. And so Ryan, though, he says, wait, 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 about this time of possession running the ball thing. The next key of the game is vertical stripes, and this is one sent in from Ryan. And uh, what he says is, Broncos are going to have to go deep to Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. But we can all we 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 can connect these all. It doesn't have to be a one or the other thing, Mace. Uh, I would really push back on having the Broncos drop back fifty times, forty times throwing the ball. But there is something to having them, having the Chiefs have to play this deep ball. And look, the Broncos have not thrown it up deep to Cortland Sutton or Tim Patrick recently at all. And we need to see that this week you won't be involved in the game but an important thing the Chiefs know the Broncos want to run the ball and we're going to get to that in just a second so they're going to load the box and say we'll make Teddy Bridgewater beat us and so Teddy Bridgewater even if he's not you know completing every play you have to show that there's at least a threat of throwing the ball downfield because if not then good luck to your run game the good news is Mace the Chiefs defense statistically allows deep passes they, they allow the ball to be completed down the field now in the past couple of games their pass defense has been spot on only given up 22 or 228 yards four games ago 179 249 and 194 it through the air the past couple of games so it's not going to be easy passing as passing against this chief's defense but it doesn't matter even if you're not connecting you have to show that there's a threat there to keep them
2: honest yeah, and that's where I think it comes down to specifically play action. We're not saying, you know, I think we're not saying that they we they need to pass forty or fifty times, but you do need to have that that threat, and that's that's where again, if they're playing the run, give give Teddy the ability to and encourage him, not just give him the freedom to, but encourage him to t- to take advantage of eight in the box. Audible into play action and take those shots down. Take those shots downfield. I mean, look, maybe you don't complete. Maybe you draw a pi. That's as good, that's as good as yep. a catch. There, just are, like Cortland Sutton did earlier or in this game this past week, right? Just, just take, take, take the shot. And if you and if you if you Get the Chiefs thinking. If you can make sure you get that safety back, rather than having that guy, that extra guy in the box and having a stacked box with eight players, you do that, you are going to open you are going to open things up, and then you can really play the game that you that you want to play. If they if they stack the box and they're coming up and they're and they're closing everything, and there is no room to run, it's going to get away from the Broncos pretty fast. You've got to do something at least to at least get the Chiefs to play honest.
0: Exactly, and Mace, that's why probably the key yeah. of the game is this next one, and it was both of ours. Run the damn ball that is going to be so important for the Broncos because I mean we, we've already talked about it controlling the ball not letting Patrick Mahomes get into a rhythm and the Broncos that's their formula I mean we even had Quinn Bailey talking about how that's their formula this week Mace Pat Shermer needs to stick with the running game and there is a chance that the Broncos get down 7-0 to start the game and it happens in 52 seconds because the Chiefs hit a 70 yard play Pat Don't freak out. Stick with the running game. Until you're down multiple scores with four minutes left in the game, you got to stick with the running game. Feed Javante, feed Melvin. That's a great one-two pairing. It's what your banged-up offensive line wants to do. You may get some help on the offensive line. Bobby Massey probably is going to be back this week. Garrett Bowles maybe, but you're still going to have new guys on the interior of the offensive line. Allow them to just eat on the ground. We know what the winning formula is. Go for 200 yards on the ground. And it may be a little easier said than done, though, against this Chiefs team because the Chiefs in the past four games have given up 72 yards on the ground, 122 but then 52 games ago and 82 last week. So that's in in last week or the, the not last week, the last time they played before the bye was against the Cowboys, a a very good rushing team as well. Uh, So the Broncos are just are going to have to stick with the run and take those shots, but downfield, but Mace the, the taking the shots downfield can't be the game
2: plan. It's gotta be running the ball, right? It's gotta be running the ball and it's gotta be patient and, yeah, I know coaches don't like to think in terms of you have to run a specific amount of times, and yes, the amount of times you run is a function of how the, the the game is flowing for you. So you want you want to keep this thing largely in control. But Zach, in Patrick Mahomes' starts, when opponents run the ball at least thirty-five times, they are nine and four against these Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Mm, boom
2: there you go that's that's the number i told you yesterday i was gonna have a number a number for you that's the number 35 carries yep 35
0: and mace we know the broncos this year that fits into their formula in their six wins they've ran the ball over 31 times per game Uh and their five losses they've ran the ball only 18 times per game now obviously it's not 100 percent causation but there's certainly a correlation there. Don't abandon the run. Mace, at running 18 times per game is four per quarter. That's nothing. That is no commitment there. Instead, be close to 10 rushing attempts per quarter, and the Broncos will have a darn good chance here.
2: What if I told you, Zach, that when opponents against the Chiefs and Mahomes' starts, when they run 25 or fewer times, they're three and 36. Yikes! Yes, three and thirty-six. If you don't get to at least twenty-six carries, so you got so you 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 get it to about if you get it to about twenty-six to thirty-four carries, you've given yourself a puncture's chance here. Yep,
0: and that's yeah. that's it's just it truly is yeah. as simple as that. So Pat, keep running the <laughs> ball, and Mace final whiteboard here. Coming in from Ryan again, this one is just the tip. And boy, it seems quite spicy off the top. But we're talking about Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell, McTelvin getting their hands up at the line of scrimmage. Because, Mace, we know how hard it is to take down Patrick Mahomes. We all remember Von Miller chasing Mahomes and somehow Mahomes getting away. And then Mahomes throwing a left-handed pass in Denver to beat the Broncos a couple. Of years ago, it is very hard to take down Patrick Mahomes. So, if you're not able to take him down, you know what the next best thing is? tipping the ball at the line of scrimmage bill kolar a lot of the time says that uh says that tip balls are just as good as sacks and so the broncos are gonna have to really capitalize on that last year we saw shelby harris run 70 yards downfield in order to tackle tyreek hill this year we need him to jump about 70 inches every single time patrick mahomes throws a pass in order to
2: tip it at the line of scrimmage exactly and uh and look, I mean, the more you do get to Patrick Mahomes, the better your chances of winning. If you teams that have sacked Patrick Mahomes three times in a game in the games that he started, Zach, they are. Let's see, they have one, two, three, four, five. They have they have six wins and uh, one, two, three, four, five. They have six. They have six wins and ten losses. That's not great. That's better than that's better than the percentage otherwise. So it does help yeah. you to try to get to him. But again, we're we're literally only talking. About 16 of Patrick Mahomes' 65 starts, including playoffs, that the Chiefs have allowed three or more sacks. That's that's not even 25% of Patrick Mahomes' starts. You can't rely on that. So how do you so how do you cause disruption? Like you said, you get Shelby Harris and and the guys up front to get their arms up and get their hands on the ball
0: yeah exactly and then that's going to allow some lucky opportunities for maybe Pat Sertan for maybe Kenny Young heck for for maybe Deshaun Williams he had a pick last year off a tip that's what the Broncos are going to need because not only does it guarantee an incomplete pass pretty much but it allows the ball to be up in the air and allows guys to be in the right position to get interceptions and Mace the Broncos are, are, are simply going to have to get an interception or a turnover or two in order to keep up with these Chiefs with with the way their defense is playing short fields are going to be key for the Broncos offense. And so getting your hands up making the ball go other ways than it should is going to be huge for this game. So those are the keys. Those are the whiteboard Wednesday keys for the Broncos to win in the comment section right now. If you guys are watching live, first off hit us with the thumbs up, jump over to YouTube where you can really participate in the comment section. And once you're there, let us know which one you think is the biggest key of the game, or let us know if we missed a big, Big key of the game and we would really love to hear from you guys and mace we have another super chat from jelly again we really appreciate it. he says i'm back love you guys realistic options for head coach and offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator hashtag dnvr don't miss well jelly i, guess- <laughs> I mean you, you got to check out our pod from yesterday we, we we talked about this as well but we'll hit you with it again and I mean you you keep looking at other options Jelly not Teddy Bridgewater not Vic Fangio but I believe if the Broncos beat the Chiefs Vic Fangio is your most realistic option to be the head coach next year.
2: Yeah I, I he is I will maintain what I what I believe and just based on on what I've heard that uh this this does not make it this does not make him safe if if they win and there's more there's going to be more left to be done. I look and again if if they win this and they fade down the stretch, this is going to be a nice memory. But it's going to be overshadowed by an opportunity let let down. So I guess I'm I'm trying not to be kind of a hot, kind of locked in the moment here. I'm trying to have a, a big picture, real. But anyway, realistic options for uh for for head coach. I mean, I know we say the name Dan Quinn a lot, but there's a history with him and George Payton, and George has kind of shown that he likes. He likes people he knows to some degree. Mm -hmm. Like you know, for example, you look at Stephen Weatherly had trade for him, had him in Minnesota. Kenny Young, fellow UCLA alum, like George Payton, did some scouting work on him. Teddy Bridgewater was part of drafting him in 2014. So I think. If you're looking for potential coaching candidates, that's why names like Dan Quinn and Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator and former interim head coach of Jacksonville, former interim head coach in Detroit last year, these names come up because George Payton knows them and has worked with them. Leslie Frazier in Buffalo is another defensive coordinator who was the head coach in Minnesota is another name who would probably pop up if the Broncos move on.
0: Yeah, and, and May's people are saying, we want young, we want offensive guys. Well, you just look at who the Vikings had. Mike Zimmer, not young, uh, and also not an offensive guy, a defensive guy. So again, that's why... Vic Fangio and, and if you want our full conversation and debate why Mace doesn't think uh, that Vic Fangio is safe after this game and why I do I, I recommend you check out yesterday's pod I think it was a great conversation we actually our pod poll Mace yesterday was about it and it showed that we had a good conversation because it showed that Broncos country is split evenly we put out the poll if the Broncos beat the Chiefs on Sunday do you think Vic Fangio will be Denver's head coach in 2022 we had almost 2000 votes in it 45 percent said yes 45 percent said not necessarily and 10 percent said no so i mean it was just split right down the middle so i'm happy that we were able to uh represent both sides of broncos country
2: so realistically that means 55 percent don't think he's he's safe even with a win
0: Well, I mean, the people that say no, that, I mean, Mace, you didn't, you didn't say no. I mean, I'm in a, Uh, not necessarily camp. That's the thing. Right. The the, the people that said no, will never be behind Vic Fangio. And we know that that's not the case with George Payton Mace and, and and, and never in our conversation yesterday, did you say there's no chance that Vic
2: Fangio's back? Yeah. It's just, it's just, they need more data. This is real. This is really, um, unless there's a weird funky tiebreaker, this is almost certainly going to be about making the playoffs and so that and again and, and the other thing is i've i've seen enough late fades that knock team knock bronco teams out of the playoffs to know that as good as beating the chiefs f- would feel right now if they if they lost it by losing division games down the stretch broncos country would be hurting and that would really cast a pall over everything down at uc Health training center
0: Mace, you're trying to but you're trying to lure me into a conversation and debate that we had yesterday. I'm I not going there right now. Going, I, so I know you're not I, going
2: there, but I'm I just recommend like, that you check
0: yeah, out yesterday's
2: I'm, pod definitely because we have great conversations. Yeah, I I, I just I remember seasons like 08. and how no, Mace, you, uh, yeah. you keep
0: going down. You, we, we, I'm not going down. Move. I'm just saying why. <laughs> I'm we we got to move on now because I got to tell you about the best uh, cell phone experience out there. And it's our friends over at Mint Mobile. And what they're doing is they're offering monthly plans with unlimited talk, unlimited text and your data plan starting at just $15 a month. And you're saying, whoa, what's the catch here? there is no catch. The only catch is you can't go into a store to buy this. What you do is you go to mintmobile.com slash dnvr in order to sign up for this and what they do is they send you a SIM card. comes in a really cool package. They send you a SIM card. You take that SIM card, put it in your existing phone. So one, you get to keep your own phone. Two, you get to keep your phone number then you download an app and it sets you up just like that. It's that easy. You don't want to go into a store anyways. You want it sent straight to your house and that's what they do over at Mint Mobile and they are offering, if that good enough for you. They're offering an incredible deal. If you buy the first three months now, then they'll give you the next three months for free. So not only are you slashing your cell phone service uh, by over half, but then you're getting 50% off of that. Guys, I signed up for Mint Mobile using that code DNVR, going to mintmobile.com slash DNVR, and it really is as simple as that. They sent me a SIM card, I put it in my phone, downloaded the app, and boom, I'm off and running with the exact same cell phone service that I had before, just like the big boxes have it's just at a fraction of the cost so you should get in on it go to mintmobile.com slash dnvr to get their buy three get three months free and save tons of money
2: and if you save tons of money you'll have more to spend on christmas gifts and maybe a great christmas gift to give the guy in your life or just someone who's a friend whoever is a stocking stuffer from Manscaped. It's holiday season Mm. and Manscaped has the tools to guarantee you'll win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is a leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and has served more than 4 million men worldwide and you know, just get out the abacus here, and that's going to be approximately 8 million balls. And if you want a discount Ooh. on taking care of said balls, get 20% off with free shipping by using the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Ho, ho, ho. Naughty or nice, this is the season to perform in Manscaped's best selling product. If you want a stocking stuffer, is that performance package 4.0, which includes the lawnmower trimmer, which is the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. Also, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer to get those annoying hairs that end up growing as you get older out of the ear and nose. And don't forget about their famous liquid formulations the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. They'll maximize your ball hygiene. Regime and also maybe you just want to get some, you know, something a little bit lighter, maybe not the whole performance package. Well, check out their two-in-one champagne, shampoo, and conditioner just launched. I'm using it at home, keeps me clean, it makes makes you smell nice. You can also get that Manscaped cologne infused body wash, the luxury nail kit. You want to keep those nails trimmed, don't you? You don't want to have some talons there. Well, then you get the Shears 2.0 luxury four point four-piece nail kit, and then If you want to just kind of give a quick cleaning to your balls, check out their Crop Mops Ball Wipes for your stinky balls. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know their products are legit and safe. So make sure you hurry up to Manscaped.com to get these wild gifts to show up before the holiday season. We know about delivery issues, so you want to get in and order right now and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR over at Manscaped.com
0: and of course you also have to check out our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee where they've got a couple of one two punches for you the first one two punch is not only delicious coffee but they give you that CBD punch and CBD can of course help relieve aches pains headaches migraines anything that's going on the CBD can help relieve so you get up with the coffee and then you get to stay cool with the CBD a lot of people say CBD also helps relieve uh, the the coffee jitters you can drink as much coffee as you want without getting shaky and the other two for one punch that they've got going on over at Strava Craft Coffee is if you use the code DNVR25, you'll get 25% off your first purchase of coffee over at Strava Craft Coffee. And then after that, once you fall in love, you'll save 20% on every single order if you just subscribe to their website and you can even have it where it's set to deliver every two four six eight weeks or however often you want that delicious strava craft coffee will show up to your door so make sure to check them out over at stravacoffee.com in order to get in on these great deals and get some delicious Tasting coffee. All right, Mace, let's hi- what hit one super chat really quick then jump into the comment section. First one coming in from Jake Girard. He says, I'm okay with Vic staying, just not the offensive coordinator. And, yeah, I mean, we got to see how these last six games go. If the offense – Mace, the offense, people don't want to look at it, but the offense – kind of trending in the right direction. Now, trending, and it's just the beginning of a trend, but they put up 30 points against the Cowboys. Now, I know the defense scored one in this past game, but the team put up 28 points. Maybe the, the offense keeps their, their foot on the gas. If if it wasn't for Pat Sertan's pick six, maybe they get up to 28. But we'll just have to see. If this offense uh, struggles down the stretch, but the Broncos still are winning, maybe Vic does make a move at offensive coordinator if he stays the head coach. But if this offense picks up, it's gonna be Pat Shermer again if they make the playoffs.
2: Yeah, and I mean just take the Sertan pick six out. Offense is accounting for a little over 21 points a game. I know that's not great. That's better than they had been doing uh before. And if you continue to limit turnovers, you're playing the kind and, and have some long drives, you're playing the kind of football that this team is designed is designed to play. And we've discussed over the season how on a per possession basis they're up in yards. They're up in time of possession. They're up in points per in, in points per possession. So by Duke, by some of that points per game, it's a function of the type of football they're playing, the type of pace that they're going at. If they do what they've done the last three games, especially in terms of not turning largely not turning the ball over, then I think you'll see Pat Schirmer back for 2022.
0: Yeah. And man, people hate hearing that right now. But if, if, if these guys are back, it means the Broncos end the season pretty darn strong. So that's, I think something that Broncos yeah. those fans can cheer for. And, right, and Mace, the other thing is, in- w- w- the
2: other thing is real quick. People were yelling about continuity in past years, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. There's your continuity. <laughs>
0: Yep, it certainly would be. Mace, let's hop into the comment section. And, of course, if you go to thednvr.com, if you're a member of our family, go to the podcast tab at the top, click on Bronco's podcast, click on the first podcast that pops up, and scroll to the bottom. And if you're a member, a comment section will magically appear where you can leave your comments to be read on the next day's pod. And, Mace, let's jump into the those comments where people have done that and let's get to as many as we can in a little speed round first one coming in from Bronk Euler says hey guys i just want to take a moment for a quick victory lap is before the season started i mentioned that teddy could be the late san francisco casey alex smith for us and the idea was balked at but his production is on pace to be right on par with that we've fallen in love with the idea of the big arm playmaker that'll lead us to the playoffs for the next 15 years but i'm tired of hanging on to this delusional sense of hope any young quarterback can throw a 70 yard to interception on a frozen rope not going to name names here. Obviously, Teddy doesn't have the physical skill set that gets you excited, but as far as guys who aren't franchise quarterbacks are concerned, are there really any others better than Teddy? That garbage time MVP, Kirk Cousins, his game isn't sexy. Uh, And he goes on and says, I don't think we need to be so desperate as to spend early round picks on prospects like Locke, Osweiler, Lynch, Carson Strong, Kenny Pickett, etc. anymore. I really hope they don't waste valuable draft capital on a quarterback they don't love this offseason well Bronco oiler i mean you're spot on and teddy bridgewater is having the a, a career year right now three to one touchdown to interception ratio you truly couldn't have asked for more
2: you couldn't have asked for more at the same time though it's if you stack it up with his numbers in new orleans and Car- and carolina especially before the knee injury in carolina this is probably who he is and who you're going to get if you continue to have him and that's okay is it great is it elite no is it fine? Is it average? I mean, we talk about average Teddy, right? It's a, it's a, it's average and average is an improvement. So I, I think, especially again, I, I, now I don't, I don't agree with you by so, Bronco Oilers in terms of saying you, you know, don't want to go for a quarterback in the off se- in the coming off season. You're not going to, you're not, this this quarterback class and most quarterbacks unless you're talking about a generational guy you're not going to love every aspect of that quarterback you're going to have some things to fix so that it's just which flaws can you live with and you can work around so i i still want to see a young quarterback but i if 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 it's teddy in a first round pick i'm perfectly fine with that
0: EJ in our comment section says, we want good continuity, not bad continuity. Keeping Shermer and McMahon would just be keeping bad continuity and accepting mediocrity. See, I think the Broncos are in a great position right now, Mace, where – if they win and make the playoffs or have a winning record, it means things clicked and came together for the team. So it's it's easier to stick with your guys because things were working. Things were good. You have hope for the future. Everything was going in the right direction. If things don't work and the Broncos don't have a winning record, they don't make the playoffs and things fall apart, Well, then it's easy to say, yeah, let's move on. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you keep Vic Fangio, you keep Teddy Bridgewater, you keep Pat Sherman, you keep Tom McMahon right now, but you'll know. If the Broncos make the playoffs, these guys are back because things went well and people will be able to get behind that. If not, then you move on from all of these guys and, and you start over.
2: Yeah, and it might be moving on, either keeping them all together or moving on together. I mean, look, hey, let Tom McMahon take a victory lap for this week. His special teams were great this past game.
0: Yeah, we'll see how they do against a great Kansas City special
2: teams. Yeah, it's true. Lionel Hutz turning it log. Gentlemen, three quick notes. One. Has someone been putting cayenne pepper in Zach's coffee because he's been getting heated on the pod? Ooh, Zach? spicy! And <laughs> yeah, you have been on. You have been spicy, spicy little number number two. Watching the YouTube stream yesterday, it looks like RK stepped in a big pile of Tyree kill. Don't get that mess in the studio. Number three, my wife just gave birth to our second son. These pods have been a godsend to help keep me sane in the nights. Keep up the good work, like others others have said. I'm a DMVR fan as much as a Broncos fan now.
0: Man, that is way too cool on Lionel Hutt's attorney a lot. And congratulations to having another kid. And, man, we're so happy to be rolling with you. Thanks for letting us be mm-hmm. part of your family and in your household. Next yep. one from Rick dv 12 How could you re-sign Vic after a win over the Chiefs when you have an embarrassing loss to the Raiders at Mile High and an embarrassing loss to the Eagles at Mile High in the same season? It just shouldn't happen. Well, may... I mean, if uh, you're looking at a team. You can probably find embarrassing losses for what ninety-five percent of the teams in the NFL. I mean, uh, you you can't just say you're not going to stick with a coach because of an embarrassing loss and
2: disregard the rest of what he's done. I mean, the 2015 Broncos won a Super Bowl, and they had a blowout loss to the Chiefs at home, and they an embarrassing fall from a head lost the Raiders at home. I mean. Sometimes these things happen. That's why, good or bad, you can't get caught up in individual results. You have to kind of step back and view the the big picture, which is part of why I'm like it. I'm very much in the not necessarily camp on Vic being safe if they win. I think uh, uh, euphoria fades. I think you get a little bit of a clear mind, clearer head when you're able to look at the bigger picture of a season. See,
0: Mace, you're trying to just continue to bring this conversation in, but I have to defend myself here really quick because I'm not just looking at a win over the Chiefs. I'm looking at a Broncos team that would have that would be what? Three and one in their past four, four and one in their past five. If they're able to beat the Chiefs, that they would have beat the Cowboys in Dallas. They would have beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Got a huge monkey off their back. And on top of that, they're seven and five. They're first place in the AFC West. So, yes, I agree. You can't just look at one game and decide everything off that. But if you take a step back, everything's going in the right
2: direction if they're able to beat the Chiefs as well. Well, as Ved 796 said, let the man talk. hashtag free mace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> The Danimal says, wait a second, sacks, tackles for a loss, interceptions, a pick six? Has anyone looked at the possibility of there being a theory that playing with a lead helps a defense? Maybe we could call it the formula. For the love of God, someone get Vance on the phone and tell him it works or on second thought, let's not interrupt him as he's probably in the middle of a great week of practice. All I'm saying is let's keep this unfamiliar winning thing going, but also pray that Shermer chooses to pursue his lifelong pro bowling dream this summer and we hire the next young uh, badass offensive coordinator who knocks it out of the park for 22 and steps up when the head coach, when Vic hangs it up uh, and, and decide, decides to direct direct hallmark movies in the off season uh what do you guys think is that too much to ask also
2: says the rock buys the team
0: hey i would love that i think everyone
2: likes the rock doesn't, doesn't isn't he working on a football league right now or is that falling apart um i yeah i think he may be but still let's yeah. just
0: bring him into the nfl and give
2: him to buy the broncos hey and then uh and then he goes to the he goes up to the podium and he and he and people are happy, and, he, and all he can say is, "What can I say? Except you're welcome." that,
0: ah, the- that one went over my
2: head, Mace. Uh, uh, you haven't. See- oh, if you have kids, you got it. I'm sorry, because mm. uh, it's from a. It's from Moana. He he plays Maui in the Disney animated <laughs> movie Moana, and that's 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 his song. It's uh, anyway. I just it was I beautiful, love- Mace. I just didn't get it. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. I like that. But oh man. Huh. I would actually like to see Vic uh if Vic was given free reign on a Hallmark Christmas movie, what he'd come up with. Maybe maybe he'd want to explore my uh um lights on the route tree uh treatment that I've that I have.
0: <laughs> uh, and Kale, our super producer Kale in the background's mad at me for not seeing Moana either. So maybe maybe it's on me, Mace. Well no, a, lot of, a lot
2: of the Disney movies are basically musicals. And, yeah, K- and Kale true is a is a musical theater expert mhm Yes. absolutely so, so you,
0: you're, you're right it makes sense and uh kayla i apologize for not uh, not seeing it <laughs> next one coming in from ivory hotlines good morning as sunday approaches i am making sure i am stocked on the essentials i will begin my mornings with strava craft coffee setting up my parlay through DraftKings Sportsbook, and a shower in which i'll make sure i'm freshly manscaped later in the afternoon i will fill up on hassle cattle company burgers and breck brews but don't worry i can afford this because i finance through chevalier all but all thanks to msu denver for providing 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 me the proper education, allowing me to pursue... to pursue my career at Ball Aluminum Company, this is where I am a full time tech working alongside my beloved coworker Aunt Julie. I have to say that the best investment I have made in 2021 is subscribing to DNVR and becoming a member. That's compared to the 20% off I made at the at my Roth IRA this year, that has allowed me to comment and drink member size beers. All right, I think I hit them all. Zach, Mace, RK, you guys made my day. I think the Broncos are going to win in a good game, 27 to 19, Denver. Ooh. Let's see how this prediction pans out. Blue and orange all the way from the Bay. Love your California fan. Man Ivory Hotline. What a comment. We love you right
2: back. That was fantastic. That was that was fantastic. Thanks and uh, I think you he- got almost everybody in there and the sponsor is nicely done <laughs> yep. ldj so i'm a thousand percent team mace although i empathize with you zach and ryan dude mace is right the mandate is playoffs, so or you're fired why because in my opinion peyton gave them everything they asked for they got the dbs they wanted they got the depth they wanted they got the veteran quarterback they wanted josie jewel and aj johnson get hurt he went and got kenny young he did his part they must do theirs fangio said this is the best roster they've had since they've been here it's his job to get him to the playoffs. There were gimme games at Fangio Blue, so a win over KC isn't enough. Playoffs is a mandate. Super important question, though. You think Baron Browning is ready to cover Kelsey? We put Sertan on Tyreek. Browning's off-ball skills have exceeded expectations thus far. I don't know.
0: Uh, no, LDJ, you do not put Baron Browning on Tyreek Hill. Uh, we have seen Baron Browning still struggle in certain aspects of coverage. He did have a great pass breakup this past week, but you're going to have to put multiple guys uh, on, on Travis Kelsey, and the thing with Travis Kelsey is you can't put a linebacker on him, so I, I advocate for a safety. If you want to do a corner, if you want to do Pat Sertan, I'm all up for that too, but not a linebacker. Uh, and, and LDJ, I, I totally get why you think playoffs or bust, but let me remember mind you nine and eight would be four more wins than last year talk about improvement would that that would be big time improvement
2: it would it would it would
0: <laughs> next one coming wow. in from the computer bronco says hey fellas good Everything to the women. Please talk about the end of the first half game management by Vic. We get the ball with 30 seconds, then run timeout, run spike, short pass to Judy. End of half. I was watching with my dad, and I was losing my mind. Were we going to going to the for the field goal or not? For me, it calls back to Vic getting all pissed at Harbaugh for running a play at the end of the Ravens game for no reason. Player safety, yada yada yada. If you aren't going for the field goal, save the players and just kneel. If you are, pass the ball for God's sake. Thank you. Yeah, that was a, a head scratching moment. And uh, after the game or i believe it was on monday vic just said that he he thought the uh plays were going to be we're going to have different outcomes and he wanted to save a timeout for later so it didn't make sense in the moment and who knows if the plays go different if it looks a lot better but yeah it it wasn't a good look
2: it wasn't a good look and especially it was clear that they didn't have confidence in drew lock right i mean so yeah that's where i think it should have been just quick just quickly running it out, getting to the half, and moving on. Yep, exactly. Mace, let's hit a couple more really quick from Dan Burke. He says, guys,
0: just wanted to hear y'all's thoughts about a couple of things now that some time has passed. One, the win against Washington. Back then, all we thought, it was an extremely sloppy win against a team that was going nowhere. But the football team has rolled off three consecutive wins and is currently seventh seed in the NFC. Is this win a bit more impressive in hindsight? I think you're right. Definitely think it's a great point Dan Burke and he says two, the Von Miller trade Rams are 0 three since the trade was made Broncos are two and one it's getting close to the point where the Rams second round pick will be earlier than the Broncos one holy smokes that is wild oh. Dan two great points
2: yeah Von Miller's personal six game losing streaking games that he's played in is going to end on Sunday when the Rams go against the Jaguars
0: yeah, you you're probably right. Yeah. If not, it is not just time to panic in LA. It, it wh- whatever is worse than panic is time to do there.
2: Well, I mean, they're probably panicking looking at something of some of the throws that are coming off of uh, of Matthew Stafford's hand. I mean,
0: yeah. And the reports that he is, he's literally a broken human being.
2: Yeah. That's like in every way, like need to body cast. Oh, this is, yeah, it is.
0: It is rough. Denver Wolf says, Hey boys, do you believe Sertan is done enough to be in serious contender for the pro bowl? Aside from JC Jackson, there has not been a whole lot of great corner play in the AFC thoughts. Absolutely. Pat Sertan should be in the conversation uh, for rookie of the year. He should be in the conversation for the pro bowl without a doubt.
2: Yeah, I mean I mean I think Parsons is going to be the defensive rookie of the year because mm-hmm. they're gonna be no, more numbers. The thing if for for Sertan to really be pushing for these honors, a big game in the spotlight on Sunday night would go a long way toward his cause.
0: Man, you pick off Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the same game you just had, you have that this coming week. Yep. Then he will legitimately be in that running for rookie of the year. But I agree. Uh there's no doubt Mike Parsons is a front runner. Yep. And Mace last one here coming in from Commission Gordon seven ten. Just bought tickets for a quick trip home for the Chief Game in January. Hopefully that's a relevant one as well. I'll try to make it to the tailgate either way. Man, we'd love to see you, Commission Gordon. He says on the subject of job security, I'd be fine giving Vic another chance if we remain competitive this season. But let's assume that happens. I'm wondering what Shermer's job security looks like. I would hope that even Vic can see that his guy has not accomplished what he brought him in for. Do you think Peyton would make a new offense uh off for a court, a condition for Vic coming back that way, he would at least give him some of his guys on the staff if things go south next year.
2: Oh, good question, good question, good question. Um,
0: I think it depends on yeah. what happens the the back stretch of
2: that- this year. Uh, yeah.
0: And it, does the offense pick up? If so, then they're going to go with continuity. They're going to give this whole staff one more year. If it doesn't pick up, but the defense looks good and the Broncos are winning on on the back of the defense, then yeah, maybe you do see a change because Pat Shermer would be have given
2: two years at, at this job. The thing is, though, it's if you really if you kind of dive into like you know, the 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 data of like the Football Outsiders had has with their uh, DVOA in turn, you know, they've actually got the Broncos' offense operating at a at better numbers over value than the defense has and the defense has been maddeningly inconsistent. So that would require the defense showing a consistency that we haven't seen over the course of the year and the offense probably taking a little bit of a step back over can it, and if it takes a step back but the defense plays well then yeah I could see that that change happening but uh, if the overall trends of the season continue I don't think it would be like that.
0: Yeah, Mace, I don't think the Broncos are going to be winning the next six games with a score of 14 to 13, where the defense is playing out of control, just purely carrying the offense. So realistically, I think Pat Shermer's back if Vic Fangio's back. Uh, And now sure, there is a path where that's not the case, but most likely if Vic Fangio's back, it's because the team had a lot of success, and if the team had a lot of of success, it means that Pat Shermer probably had a decent amount of success. People don't want to hear it now because the Broncos still have a losing record in the Pat Shermer era. People don't want to hear Vic being the coach next year because the Broncos still have a losing record with Vic Fangio. But if things finish strong in these next six games. People will be okay with that. And Mace, that'll wrap it up for us today. But one more time, got to give it a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. We're over at MSU Denver Online. They put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. So make sure to check them out where you can get a relevant degree while continuing to live your life. And of course, you use that code DNVR Sports to get your application fee waived. But for Andrew Mason, I'm Zach Stevens. Thank you all so much for rolling with us today. Hit us with a like on YouTube before you way out. And we will talk to you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos Podcast.
1: i take